be on the dugout. Lay some up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitch you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lay some up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitch you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the base. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Oh, Kiriko and welcome to Beyond the Dugout. It is fantastic to have you along here in level two. And aren't we kicking this COVID to the dirt at the moment? Fantastic indeed. It is Jason Gibbs, AK Chopper. And with me, kicking the dirt in level two, my man. Damien Collins. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, everyone. How you doing, brother? I'm enjoying level two. How's uh, level four treating you? Yeah, man. Awesome. You know, awesome because we are kicking this thing to the curb, man. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were going to get this thing on, uh, down. And you can see the case numbers are just dropping mm. by the day now. And it just goes to show, man, Keeves can get it done. You get it done. Get her done. We're, we're, we're a big team. We are. We are. We are. Everyone's sick of hearing the five team of five <laughs> this like, But you know what? But, dude, you're right. You're right. Talking about teams, man. How about those wallabies on the weekend? Oh, maybe, maybe. And I, I know we've got a lot of Aussie listeners, and, and we love you. Can I just start with that? But maybe we give you a couple extra players. For the hell? <laughs> Wait, we took one off for 20 minutes and they didn't get any points. I know. Actually, uh, that was quite scary. I mean, uh, I don't think it was a red card at all, but it was quite scary in the fact that you know it did hit his face real close to his eye. I'm just just thankful that um, that, that, that that their winger did not get injured. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I've played the game a long time, mate. So I mean, those things happen, you know, and it wasn't intentional. It was accidental. Like yeah, yeah it could have happened, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was accidental. He got off. Uh, he had no no um subsequent you know no stand downs or anything for Jordy Barrett. But um, yeah, no uh, down 20, 20 points. What do you reckon in the new rule that you get to get a player back on after uh, twenty weird. minutes? Weird. Mm. Weird. I mean, like, okay, um, yeah, give him an orange card if you don't want him to be off the whole time. <laughs> you know, yellow for ten, orange for twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Red, 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 you're gone, mate. There is no game where you get a red card and you don't, you know, gone, 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 and your your team suffers because of it. That's why you don't do those things. Yeah, yeah. And another Barrett to go off and leave us with 14 players. Oh, damn <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Got to say, though, man, geez, those all blokes, when they got the ball, they were exciting. He, 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 they, were, they could score from anywhere, basically, Outstanding! All the players that came on contributed, and they should be very proud of their effort uh, over in Perth on the weekend. They deserve. I think they get maybe this weekend off before they take on Argentina and uh, South Africa over in over in Australia. Yeah, they're they're absolute fire, and they showed showed that in moments. Um, but I reckon the true test is going to be um, the Argies in, in South Africa. Eh? I reckon that's going to be our test for the year. We've seen the Aussies. We've uh, played against them in Super Rugby, and like we're definitely a, a level above them when it comes to the rugby. So, um, you yeah, know, it'll be good to see how, how South, Africa, South Africa and Argentina test us. 
Yeah, yep. Looking forward to it indeed. Should be outstanding. Talking about good performances, how good was the right and the left hook from the Warriors prop on the weekend? Um, yeah, I had it on in the back of the Zoom call on Sunday, mate. So all I saw is that uh, tally go up and um, me trying to think of ways to how I'm going to tell my partner that our firstborn uh, son or daughter is going to be a cho- <laughs> chopper or chopperette. So. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we had a little wager on that, buddy. Thank you for reminding me. But Here's me thinking, <laughs> keep the faith, keep the faith, you know, save chopper dinner because it was double or nothing. But then I've remembered it wasn't double or nothing. It was bloody naming rights to my kid. Damn it. Uh, yeah, damn it, damn it. Yeah, yeah, easy way to get out of that. Get a goat, a kid goat. Then you can just name that chopper and then a, you're off the hook. I'll just get another yeah. dog. Sweet ass. <laughs> Thinking another dog. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, oh, there you go. That was the the week of sport. Of course, uh, the um, the uh, Special Olympics is uh, wrapped up. Mm. That was pretty impressive as well. Quite enjoyed that. The bits that I, I got to catch of it. Um, and congratulations to them. I hope they are doing it okay in quarantine on the way back to New Zealand. For sure. Awesome, awesome athletes over there uh, to, that we had in the Paralympics. So, um, yeah, get home safely. Next week's NFL yeah. as well. We can talk about American football next week. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that, that'll be uh, – I mean, a few of the stations that I listen to, they've been bleating on about it quite a bit. Um, so I've got to kind of school up on that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that, that kicks off. But um, I guess with all black scoring, it's going to be something we all know about a bit uh, as, as well. Mate, uh, last week, Marty Grant, what a legend. And, um, you know, the feedback we've had from his episode was simply outstanding. And I knew it was going to be, but he just he touched many people's lives from different walks, different eras, uh, and they're all good, fond memories. Yeah, another another legend I, I get to meet by, um, you know, sitting here and, and just enjoying the podcast as a fan myself as well mate so um it was great to get to know marty a bit more hear, hear a bit more of the story and um just see the genuine humble kiwi bloke that wears his heart on the sleeve that's achieved so much it's just awesome yeah yeah it was it was indeed yeah real treat marty grant last week that's for sure this week, bud, uh, we're back to our Wahine Tours. Uh, a couple of weeks off after covering the Olympics, which was outstanding, of course. Um, I mean, our last podcast uh, female member was from Canada. Um, but we've come back to Aotearoa. And lucky enough for us, dude, softballer of the year, Cha Chang, locked in. We get the exclusives. Isn't that how it rolls in New Zealand? We get the exclusives. They come to us. Nah, jokes. If only. If only. But yeah, we've got um, Tanisha in the house uh, doing mad things over the last uh, season. She's, um, yeah, she's already got a storied, uh, storied uh, history in the game. And she just, um, she's, yeah, really found her straps lately and um, seems to be in it for the long haul. So she's going to be one of those ones that in years to, to come, we're going to be celebrating uh, hopefully her Hall of Famer um, announcement like we did with Donnie's a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you are you are right, mate. She's um, uh, really starting to come into her, her own straps. And we, and we know the success, obviously, in this past year has simply been outstanding uh, for both Auckland and her club side also. Picking up uh, MVP honours, uh, as well, uh, last year, 
just to you know touch on a couple of things that she's um, she's she's done. Um, so yeah, very very impressive um, uh, season from Tanisha Hakoma. Mm. And she's also um, got a championship in being a good person and uh, intelligent one to boot as well. So um, you know she's the all round package, and um, looking forward to to getting to know her a bit more as well. You did right. Six years of university um, study in the United States. Picked up a degree over there. She's now in, um, partway through at another degree here in New Zealand. This girl is, I'm telling you, whichever trivia I go to, man, she's like the first call for you're on my team. <laughs> I tell you one of the cool things I'm going to get into with uh, Tanisha in uh, her podcast tonight is um, a chance to talk to her about some uh, what's good about the game. But also, for her, some really tough struggles in the game. Mm. So tough that she walked away from the game. Yeah, we, we, we get into it all here. Like, when you when you see someone uh, like Tanisha has been around the trap since she was young, you know, um, junior, white white Sox, uh, uh, early start with the, white, with the White Sox, the top team, and then um, to get those chances over in the States. But... It isn't all roses, is it? And, you know, we, we might see a video here and there where people are having a great time, but there's a lot of lot of things that go on behind the scenes. We're not always 100%, and, um, yeah, things uh, take their toll, and, and Tanisha really really opens up to us about some of those things, and um, I really hope that um, somebody hears and uh, maybe it resonates with them, and maybe they'll open up as well. Exactly, but Exactly. She's a true example of, of what you can do with a strong mind to get through adversity. And you never know, you too could be softballer of the year. Let's get to her, Teddy Sherkova. Let's go. Well, 2021 might be the year of the vaccine, but for one talented athlete here in New Zealand, it's a year of achievement. Tanisha Hokamu, Softball of the Year for Softball New Zealand. Welcome, Tiny, to Beyond the Dugout. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me here. Cool. It's great to have you along, Tiny. This one a little bit different. Uh, uh, Normally, of course, uh, uh, interviewing guests that are uh, either sitting beside us on the couch in Wellington or uh, we've got them coming in on Zoom from around the Butsu or around the country or around the world. In fact, in this case, we're doing it from lockdown in Auckland. A little different. A little different. It is indeed. Great to have you along. Um, The cool thing, though, Tiny, is, uh, uh, or Tanisha, um, has been here with my family for the uh, full lockdown. Firstly, Tiny, how have you survived? Uh, You know, it's it's not too bad. A bit crazy here, but I like it. I'm here for it. Um, Is there anyone that can actually beat you in Ticket Ride? No. Absolutely not. No, no. Current champion, forever champion, <laughs> always a champion. <laughs> the bar is high, Damien, I tell you. Board games are thick and, thick and fast here. Tiny, um, if we start the right way here, first things first, Norhekwe, where are you from and uh, what's your family history? Uh, so I was born and raised here in Auckland and um, dad's from Nakiputo down the East Coast and um, mum, GI, out in East Auckland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're a big, big family down in uh, Hicks Bay. Oh, nice. Nice, beautiful part, Nazi Pro. Yeah, real beautiful down there. You guys get a chance to go back there often? Uh, not often, not as often as I'd like. Yeah. Um, still my favourite place in the world, but yeah. uh, I love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're getting little messages from my daughter in the background here on what I should be using to, uh, to call you. What would you prefer to be called, Tanisha? Uh, you know, when, when I went over to the States, um, the nickname Ty stuck with me. Yeah. And since then, that's, that's been my preferred name yep. that, that I've enjoyed. But Tiny um, was the name I was known here yep. by everyone. So it was hard to get people to say Ty yep. when, when all they knew was Tiny. Gotcha. Princess Ty? Princess Ty always. <laughs> always. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, um, Ty princess tie um <laughs> if we look back in the beginning man where uh, you were saying you brought brought, um, brought up or grew up in, in Auckland where did um where, where was schooling and, and what was sport like for you at an early age um sports always been a big thing in my family I um my three older sisters um were, were big into sport and, and mum and dad also so sport was always ingrained um in me um it started oh yeah to like a five-year-old playing soccer yep. running around mm-hmm. at the park and then eventually grew into netball and, and softball but were those the sports that your, your older sisters were playing older sisters played netball yeah um touch and softball yeah. so eventually i went into all three but i wanted to be different and try soccer nice but then got stuck in goalie and, and i just wanted to run around and yeah so goalie was no fun so i ended up switching into netball and um played netball for 18 years really nice Quick story on soccer. My old man put me in soccer when I was a kid too, and um, I was useless at it. And so <laughs> I got put in goalie because I was useless. And um, anyway, and I got bored straight away. As soon as you stick that kid in there, he's not really that into it. And I was so bored, I ended up talking to a kid who was walking past the game. And I was talking to him while they scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see the ball going. And my old man's like, damn it, that's my kid. <laughs> there was, um, I, ma- I made a rep team, I think, when I was five or six. And um, we we lost one game, and it was a game where instead of catching the ball and goalie, I just straight kicked it. Yeah, hit the girl in the face, <laughs> rebounded in the goal. Her legs went up, and oh. she landed flat on her back. But uh, yeah, yeah, lost the game because went in the goal. Oh, bugger. Own, own, own face goal. Nice. <laughs> I hope you apologise to him. Paul's with you. Um, all right. Uh, sophomore, then, when did you um, make your start in the game of sophomore? Started when I was um, 10. Yep. We played, I think, an under-11 mixed team. My, my dad coached. This was out at East Howickway, right? At, out, at, out at Howick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, played at Howick for three years. Yep. Up until I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um and then from from there, I went to Marist to play under Bob Mitchell. Yep, he was he was my coach there. Good coach. Yeah, real good. Yeah, real yeah. good. Um, a lot of my fundamentals of the game come from him. Mm-hmm. Where, where where did softball start becoming one of the key sports for you? Where did you feel it started to become one of the key sports? It was um, it was a club nationals that that um, our Marist side went to in Nelson. Yeah. I can't remember the year, but um, I ended up having a conversation with Bob about what a future in softball could look like, mm-hmm. um, about making the junior White Sox, about college in America, um, and eventually making the White Sox. And and at the time, I just played just because I didn't really have have a future in it that I yep. thought at the time. Yep. Um, but after that conversation, uh, it was all go from there, and, and that's when I really started to knuckle down and take it serious. and and believe that I could 
be a great player. Why, why did you choose softball? I didn't. Yeah. It was, it was um, my sisters, because my older sisters played. Yeah. I played. Um, I never really chose it. It was just a, we had to play a winter sport and a summer sport. Yeah. And so um, it became softball and just ended up playing from there. Well, right, cool. And once you got into the game, though, obviously you found your passion for it. Eventually, I think yeah. I think it took it took a while to to get there. I think once I started learning that there was more to just hitting and, and throwing, um, there was more sides of the game or dimensions of the game um, when I really started to enjoy it more. Cool, fantastic. Mention the move to 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 Maris. Was that a tough move, or was that something you just felt or your family felt was the right call as far as advancing your career? I think it was, it was just the right call. Um, I got to a, a stage where Dad didn't know enough about softball at that time to, right. to teach me and help me grow. And um, Was Dad coaching you at Howard? Yeah, he, he coached me all three three years I was there. Yeah. And um, I had just made the rep team that year when I was 12, um, for the under-15s, and that's when I was first exposed to Bob. Yeah. And so after that season, it was, it was what would be the best decision for me to – to get better. Gotcha. Bob was a rep coach? Yeah. yeah. Well, the old um, the rep coach, you should come <laughs> back for me next season. <laughs> uh, fair enough. He's a good bloke, though, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Bob, which was been a long time. Yeah. Uh, and especially in the, in, in, the, in the ladies' game, I think he's, it's his earliest niche. And um, some people might not like the way that he um, that he coaches, you know, a bit old school at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think he's got good values uh, in behind all that. Um, and he does it for good reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. He, yeah. he always taught great fundamentals yeah um on and off the diamond yeah um yeah i really i really enjoyed that part of part of him and, and learning from him what's as you were coming up through the grades what part of the game did you enjoy the most um growing up it was always fielding yeah i loved pitching um and that's that's the primarily what i did yeah um i just loved beating people in that sense uh striking people out getting them ground balls um, that was just my favourite part of the game. And and when I did go in the outfield, it was making those diving plays or mm-hmm. throwing people out. I enjoyed that a lot. Who were some of the people that helped you learn the learn the, the, the art of pitching? Art of pitching? Um, Bob Mitchell. Yeah. He was primarily my pitching coach growing up. Yep. He taught me a lot of the fundamentals. Um, eventually... Jen as well. I did did a lot of pitching with Jen up until the the juniors in 2013 and in 2014. Um, Debbie Megan as well. She she was instrumental in in, yep. in believing in me when I was quite young. Went to a few of her her camps growing up. Uh-huh. But yeah, mostly Bob. Nice. A lot of trainings with him. Nice, fantastic. Um, you got you mentioned that earlier that you played uh, U15 at the age of 12, 12 yeah. uh, for Auckland. You've gone on to one pretty much every age group as you've come through at varying times uh, type thing. What has it been, what do you think has been the reason Auckland has been so successful coming through your tenure? I think, the, well, the years I won, I was the, the younger one of the grade. So yeah. it was like the, the Christas, the Tanas. Um, the Tadils coming through, they they had awesome fundamentals and I looked up to them a lot yeah. growing up. So that and, and I think a lot of them played prems and were actually pretty good at prems as well mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. 
what sticks out as good highlight memories for you in that rep program? Now you had success when you got to the 19s especially, but, you know, what's some of the highlights for you? Mm, highlights, uh, I think it was the, my very first rep at under 15s. It was in Tauranga. Yeah. And um, we won that year going undefeated, I believe. Um, and, and just watching Te Reo Pufiri just pitch their house down um, that tournament. And she showed me a lot of what it took to be a good player. Yeah. And then it was Santana behind the dish, um, catching her. She was she was a fierce competitor. And between those two and reps, though, that there's where a lot of my memories come from. Yeah, watching them and trying to be as good as they were. Nice, nice. Um, under nineteens, you pick up top better at the age of sixteen. What's going on there? <laughs> Again, be, being one of the younger ones, I didn't have any pressure to be good or be any type of player. I just could just get in there and swing a bat and hit a ball, and I think that was my success really. Um, I think day two of that that comp, I ended up hitting a thousand, which was I think either nine from nine or six from six for that day. Um, but it was. Just being able to just swing and play without no pressure of I have to be good or anything. Yeah. Are you a singer? Charter? I was. Singer? I was. Yeah? Yeah. I often, once the older ones left, then then I was the one that knew them, so I would I would be cheering a lot, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Sweet. It's, it's something different between the, the ladies' game and the men's game, and, and then especially in the younger age groups. So it's yeah. quite, uh, and it's entertaining. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. And um, uh, I've seen a couple of boys groups, age groups, that from time to time do it, um, only because I think they see how much fun the girls have, you know, and and, and want to do it. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk a bit about the states in, in a second, and I mean, they're all over it over there, aren't oh, they? Oh yeah, so many new ones over there that, that, that I learned. Yeah, forgotten now, but learned at the time. <laughs> cool. Fantastic. Um, well, obviously early success with your rep program with Auckland, uh, and then uh, you get the nod uh, for the Junior White Sox 2013 to head away to the World Cup, or obviously in the lead up to it. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was. Um, it had been my goal that the, the juniors before that, but um, after a conversation with Bob, it was I wasn't ready for that, yeah. and he made me self-aware of, of my abilities at the time. So it was the goal was to make the, the 2013 ones. And I think two years, I really took that quite seriously mm-hmm. and, and did my work to, to make that. What were the couple of key things that you were working on to achieve, uh, you know, international status? I think back then for me, it was um, really still getting my eye in and, and, and hitting. I was fairly consistent, um, but I wanted to get rid of the fly balls because we're playing on men's or fly balls were out. Uh, so I wanted more line drives, ground balls, um, and just trying to be the best defender I could be. Gotcha. Oh, well, and you get to go to the World Cup, and history tells us that um, the juniors post uh, one of the best results uh, ever uh, in a fourth placing in Canada. Yeah. Brampton, you know. Yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome tour for sure. Tell us a bit about the week and, and what the preparation was like. Our, uh, our preparation started in Hawaii, um, if I remember correctly. We um, played a few warm-up games there, ended up moving up to LA and, and playing at Huntington Beach, 
we we got smacked around then. Um, those those American teams really showed us what elite looked like at our age group. Yeah. Um, and and plus we we had a, a couple of Americans and and Aussies that we're still trying to gel together and work together as a team. So that that build up was crucial to uh, making a winning team in the end. And um, we were you at college by then. No, I was still was year thirteen. Pro, okay, yeah, I was gonna say, okay, cool. So, oh, so, yeah. still in high school there. Gotcha. And um, yeah, got up to got up to Worlds, and I think it was the Canadian game. We played we played Canada, and um, Taylor Page pitched the house down that game. Um, and our defense were able to make make plays, and then she got one of her at bats. Um, Taylor Page's at bats. She got a rise ball. She knocked it out of the park, and we ended up winning one nil. Nice. So that that put us into the top four. Yeah, it was, it was real good. Yeah, yeah. I see the results from the week. Puerto Rico, a couple of wins against them that, uh, in that week one earlier on. Then one just before playoffs, I think yeah. it was. And um, you definitely had a good thing going on. And and, and like I said, getting the fourth place is, is quite an achievement. Should be great to get to the podium. But New Zealand hasn't done that for a while. And, uh, uh, yeah, you must yeah. be very proud of that effort. Yeah. It was, it was, a real great moment to to get up there and and, and do that for our country and, and all those that have come before us as well. Yep. This question: Standing before the match, and your name gets announced to come onto the field, uh, and then they play the national anthem for New Zealand. What's that like for you? That's um. Oh, even now, I just I get goosebumps from that. It's it's one of the proudest moments to to have and to to hear um, that the anthem. Are you, a hummer? Are you a hummer or a singer? I'm a singer. Hey. All, all day I'm a singer. <laughs> Not a very good one, but uh, oh. that's all good. Uh, and the haka. What haka were you guys doing then? Were you doing a haka? Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was, it was one that um, Kuroro's family made for us. Oh, the, awesome. the, the juniors before yep. our one um, went to South Africa. I think that they did the same one as well. Ah, okay. Um, can't remember what that's called. Gotcha. It's not the White Sox one, though. Not the White Sox one, no. no. no, it, was, no. it was specific for juniors. Yeah. And then, yeah, White Sox had a different one. Gotcha. When you perform the haka against another nation, how do you think that feels for them? And what's been some of those experiences being like, whether it's in the juniors or the seniors? It was um, it was actually interesting to, to, to do it against other people. The Americans um, watched it and, and I feel like found it entertaining. Yeah. Then I think we get to the first game at, at Worlds and against Puerto Rico, and they were very disrespectful at that time, and um, that fueled us a lot more during those games. Yeah, um, but I think for the most um, part, you beat Puerto Rico twice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> had it coming. Yeah, and um, no, but I think for the most part, I think most teams just enjoy watching it and, and receiving that. Yeah. Are you when you do the haka? Are you picking out someone? <laughs> or do you canvas the crowd? <laughs> yeah. No, I get, well, whoever's in front of me, I think. Yeah. Um, just steer them down. Yeah. Do the best I can. Gotcha. Give them the shits. Try. Yeah. <laughs> do my best. Fair enough. Damien, what's your hugger like? It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty oh. white, pretty good white boy hugger. <laughs> 2012, just before that, Juniors, I think you, you also debuted with the socks of the Glee Shield. Yeah. How did that come about? I have no idea. Yeah. I um You were still at Marist? I was still at Marist. Yeah. Um I was just playing, just playing and enjoying the game. 
I hadn't really thought about my prospects as a, as a White Sox player at that time. Um, but who was in charge of the Sox then? Naomi, Naomi oh, yeah. and, and yeah. Debbie Megan gotcha. um, at the time. And they saw something in me and then gave me an opportunity and, and I took it and ran with it. Cool. Fantastic. That was over to Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide at the Gilly Shield. Um, yeah. How were you? How were you with that? How old were you then? I was 16. 16. Yeah, just, just 16. Um, I don't know. That was that was insane experience for me. So this is on the back of the U19s where you, you got top better in the, at 16 years of age. It was around not long after that. Not time. long after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. They can see an up-and-comer. Are you taking it serious at this stage or is it just playing the game, like as you put it earlier? Playing the game, but I uh, never really had a lot of confidence growing up. I um, was just a shy kid, so I, I almost played shy um, for a while there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just – I would took it serious. I believed I could, um, but I just struggled that my ability was good enough. How do you find the confidence? Now? Get the ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or now, get, um, I think it, it, it came from – an attitude that I, I adopted in the States. And um, I think from that, that's where my confidence grew. Yeah. But also making plays, getting those double hits, getting triples. Yeah. Um, that's when I started to believe. So mine was results driven at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but lately it's been knowing I've put the work in and knowing my foundation is there yeah. and that, that I am good. Um, and, and building on that each time I play or, or perform. Damien, I, I, I must admit, we, uh, we got to spend Christmas together uh, last year down in Hawke's Bay and we um, popped down to the Sulphur Park uh, with uh, kids and and stuff. And anyway, I was throwing BP and, uh, and Ty was um, hitting and I got, I'm not joking, man. I didn't expect what came off the bat when I pitched the ball to you. I was like, <laughs> shit, I'd better pay attention here, man. Otherwise, I'm going to wear one, and I'm going to wear one fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can hit. You, you, I mean, you obviously, but that's something you've worked on over the years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think, watching Bex, um, actually, probably Tana first, oh. Santana Harris, she, oh. she could hit a ball. Oh. And I was like, oh, I want to be like that. And then eventually seeing Bix and the White Sox and, and just how much she dominated yeah. um, with the bat. And I, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be the one that could get the hit, the one that could help the team out, um, be a runner on base, score the runs. Mm. I just wanted to dominate at hitting. Yeah. yeah. What kind of steps did you have to take to become that person? I think I took it back to... A lot of the foundation Bob did, we did, we worked on insides and outsides and growing up, I never really, really understood that. But once I did start to understand inside and outsides and how to hit which and, and where to hit them, um, I think that became a game changer. Um, and after that, it was just hit the ball as hard as I can and, and hope it flies. And the rest. The fence gets shorter the harder you swing. <laughs> as long as you hit the ball, of course, that always helps. As long as you connect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. We start on Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers. <laughs> the guy hasn't shortened his swing and he's got like dollar, dollar fifty for the season. Um, 
talked a little bit earlier about um, your conversation with Bob and what a future in softball could look like. One of the things that you talked about was playing um, in a college in the States. Now, you got that opportunity uh, to head away to Midland yeah. uh, College. How did that come about? And, and um, yeah, t- talk us through that. So a scholarship had, had, had always been on my mind since that conversation. It was yeah. something I always wanted and always knew I was going to get an opportunity for. I just didn't know how it was going to come about. Yep. And then um, I was a pickup player for Odahu in 2013 at, at clubs. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a conversation with Sammy, Sammy Parks. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, she asked what, if I ever wanted to go over and play. And I said, yeah, that's my dream. Like that's something I really want to do. And then a few months later, um, I got that opportunity. Her best friend growing up was the assistant coach at Midland mm-hmm. and um, they were looking for recruiters and, and Sammy offered, offered my name up to them. And um, we eventually got talking to Midland with, with coach Ram and coach Evans. Um, Sammy's best friend ended, ended yeah. up moving on, but, but they still honored the scholarship that they offered nice. and um, yeah, finished out year 13 and, and headed over the following January. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. Um, whereabouts is Midland? Midland is in, in Midland, Texas. It's, yeah, um, oh, Texas. Out in West Texas. Gotcha. In there, in the, in the desert. Yeah. Nothingness all around. <laughs> <laughs> Ballparks, that's all that matters, eh? Uh, that are big stakes and cowboy hats. Um, so you, a two-year scholarship at, at Midland College uh, in Texas. Yeah. You go there. Was any other Kiwis there at the same time? Not at the same time. Um, so I finished out my freshman year and then we were looking for a shortstop. And so I offered Cassie's name, Cassie Siatana. Oh, yeah. And um, my coach got on a call with her and offered her a scholarship as well. And she came over my second year. I was there. Oh, nice. Well, that would yeah. be cool to have um, someone over there from home. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was good to share that, that yeah. with someone else. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, in that first year, you also uh, were in the White Sox World Cup team yeah. to head away um, to the Netherlands. So you sign your scholarship, go away to college, and then you've got to piss off because you're, <laughs> you're, going, you're going to the Netherlands for a few weeks. Yeah, so it happened that, that Worlds was in, in the summer, so I was able to finish out my semester oh, yeah. um, and then head off to Worlds. But I went over as a pitcher, ended up catching my first season, and then oh, at, at Midland, at Midland, yeah. and then had to switch back into pitching um, for Worlds, which was an odd experience. Yeah, to to pit, both pitch and catch in the in that same calendar year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is that is different. Um, Netherlands, uh, you guys end up coming eighth that year. What are some of the takeaways for you from that World Cup? That's your been your only World Cup so far, so today, far, right? Yeah. 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 What are some of the takeaways from that World Cup that you remember? Back then, I think I was against the one of the young ones. I didn't um, feel the pressure of the country on me. I felt I had a lot to learn still. Um, And all I could do was offer up what I had. Um, It was more an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, just did what I could to to help the team. Um, Didn't really think much past that. Just played your passport's starting to fill up a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hawaii, uh, LA, uh, Canada, 
and then back to the States on the scholarship yeah. and then to the Netherlands. That was it was quite a fun time. Yeah. Traveling around the world a little bit. Years there. Yeah, that was good. Are you a good fly, flyer, Ty? I love flying. You don't, I, you like, don't mind the travel bit? Not at all. Nice. Is this, Easy. Is this because of the movies? No, I think I think because I can sleep on planes. Oh, I have no problem yeah, sleeping yeah. like yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that the excitement of going somewhere new outweighs anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So you're a sleeper on the plane. You don't stay awake the whole way until you get there? No, I sleep. Fuck, that's the best <laughs> way to travel, man. Honestly, yeah. if you can, yeah. unless you're like the guy, I gotta watch twelve movies. Short flight, <laughs> I'm out to it. Long flight, I'm, a, I'm awake the whole time. Thirty-two <laughs> beers, <laughs> fifteen movies. Get there and you're red-eyed, and it's seven a.m. Damn it! <laughs> oh, all good. Um, who was in the uh, Who was the coach of the Sox at that time uh, back in 2014? That time we had Naomi Shaw, yeah. Debbie Megan, and um, Izzy was also one of the coaches oh, yeah. there. Is Ronald Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, having to go back to Midland uh, after going to a world, senior World Cup, was the perception of you as a soccer player a little bit different then to the people when you came back? I think at, at that time the, the college girls didn't – understand what I had just been to. Yeah. Um, it took them a little bit to realize that I was playing for my country at a, at a world cup where other countries played it. Mm. And it, it took them a long time to actually realize um, what level I played at. So yeah. at, when I first got back, they didn't, they didn't really get it. And even the freshmen, the, the new girls that just met me didn't register with them either, but they just saw me as another player, another teammate. Gotcha. Um, your time in Midland, you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. What did you What did you learn? I think that's where I really learned to let myself be a good player, yeah. to give myself permission to be confident in my skills and my abilities and, and run with it. Um, Coach Ram really taught me how to have an attitude on the field um, and a presence, and I think that – was important for my development as a player because I, I was still timid and shy. Aww. But um, on the field, he told me always to be fierce and to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's stuck with me ever since. Nice. The mental side of the game, is that important to you? Yeah, that's my favourite part of the game, really. Yeah. Um, I've worked on that a lot over the years in different stages as I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the mental side is, is what helped me become the player I am today. Yeah. Um, especially learning as I went through and, and what kind of attitude I could take or or what I could perceive to be on, on the diamond yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, people that don't know you well, uh, Tony, uh, I can vouch you're a very intelligent person. Um, and I mean that in the... Uh, genuine way, uh, you you uh, did a degree while you were in the states. I'm going to talk about the next college you go to very shortly. Uh, while you were away over there, um, and then you've kind of backed it up uh, here, starting another degree in New Zealand. So you did a, a bachelor of science of biology while you're in the states, uh, six years in the end, uh, and then of course right now you're doing another bachelor of science in chemistry and 
exercise science. Is there something about reading textbooks that doesn't? <laughs> I, I honestly don't really read a lot of textbooks. Yeah, but um, I watched the movie too. That's not, that's not <laughs> the case to you, is it? No, I just science. I, I just I get straight away, mm. and um, especially chemistry, the way things work in chemistry, I just understand really quickly. Yeah, and um, I think that's what I enjoyed the most. Yeah, um, but once I started learning the the fundamentals of, of each subject it made it more interesting and, and stuff but in high school I never really enjoyed science Yeah, I was just alright at it mm. but then had to do something in college Yeah, and eventually learned to love how to learn and learned to enjoy school mm. and I think that's that's what led to the extra degrees <laughs> Tanisha Hokomo is going to have the career in what? Too many options at the moment. I um, would love to be a doctor. Yeah. Would love to be a forensic scientist. Yeah. I was going to say, what type of doctor though? Yeah. Mm, anything in, in pediatrics. I love kids. So oh, okay. Yeah. Wouldn't mind being a pediatric um, doctor. Otherwise, forensic scientist or organic chemist. Um, so that's like CSI. Like the forensic scientist one, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, just in case Dan and I start a TV <laughs> show, we know who to hire <laughs> to be the intelligent one. <laughs> Damien, I'm not touching that one. Okay, <laughs> we already know Ty will be the intelligent one here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, fantastic! Oh, well, it's a pretty impressive. I, I've seen the way you study, um, and even just this past weekend. Uh, we're um, uh, we were having a few drinks and things, and uh, you had to get some stuff done, yeah. and you sacrificed the time of partying a little bit, <laughs> and uh, to, to to get her to get her done. So good on you, and staying focused on that mission. Talking about that, um, you moved to colleges after Midland for two years, yeah, um, and found a, a new school after that. How did that come about, Mesa? Yeah, so um. After Midland, it was, it was just a junior college, so yeah. I was only, only there for two years. Yeah. And um, I had originally wanted to go to New Mexico State, um, and at the time I've talked with them, they had just lost their shortstop. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking me as a as a catcher, they needed to find a shortstop. Yeah. And then Mesa was my next option. Um, and at the time, I, I had based choosing skills on what the coach could teach me. I hadn't really thought about anything else. Mm. I didn't really understand it at the time that I needed to think of more than just what they could teach me. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you need to focus on now? Now looking back at it, what do you think you, if you were to say to, to Tanisha Okomo making that decision, uh, then what, what advice would you be giving her? Find a coach that, will take care of you yeah. if you're ever hurt or sick mm-hmm. um, or even if you get in trouble yeah. in, in some sort of way um, rather than just looking just at the softball but mm-hmm. everything else as well because yeah. it everything else. But at the time, I, I really did just focus on, on the softball and didn't consider what could happen if I got hurt yeah. or in trouble. Um, so that's what I would say. Remember uh, Lara, uh, Damien, when we uh, spoke to her, she she had mentioned that with one of her colleges was exactly that 
Um, I need to know that in talking to the coach, mm-hmm. um, prospective coach, I need to know that you've got my back. If something happens to me, I need to know you're the person who's going to pick me up. Or, uh, yeah. or, or what? I mean, do you remember that, Damien? Mm. Especially when you're a long way from home, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and also trusting them yeah. to, to do that. Because I think a lot of coaches will say they can and they will, mm. but will they really when it comes down to it is, is the question. Yeah. Study-wise, um, University Mesa there, was that good? Yeah, I um, it, was, it was awesome to study there. It was Col- my, Colorado? Yeah, Colorado Mesa. Yeah. Um, we had pretty amazing facilities there. Mm. Um, the bio labs, the, the chem labs. They were they were pretty cool. We even had a cadaver lab, which mm. I really enjoyed. You're looking at me like, do I need to explain to you what a cadaver lab is? Tell the truth. I can see it in your eyes. You're like, he has no fucking idea what I just told him. It might have been the look, tie. It might have been. <laughs> okay, all right. So you had like a dead person lab. Yeah. Wow. I've Got it. Knocked it out. Look at high five. All right, cool. All right. Um, That's a gold star for you, Chop. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Um, so did you actually like cut into a dead person? Yeah, so we, we worked on the, the back and the torso and we cut the different layers of the skin, the muscles, yeah, the bones, and eventually ended up on the organs. Um, so that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, had to really respect the the person that donated their body to science. Yes, um, of course. That was huge. Yeah. But amazing to see what, what our body actually looks like compared yeah. to the pictures we, we're shown mm-hmm. in diagrams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, massive learning from, from mm-hmm. that course. Oh, very, that sounds very cool. Well, there you go, Damien. I'm hearing, I'm hearing um, break down a lot, fundamentals and stuff. Pretty much base, uh, ba- basics are pretty important to you, aren't they? And, and and I'm guessing once you figure them out, things come a lot easier to you? Yeah, it's massive to me. Um, I I can understand things really quickly once I've, I've got those basics down. Um, from there, I, I can learn different ways as well. So if I have a foundation, no matter how someone teaches me, whether it's seeing it, listening to it, or reading it, I can understand mm. fairly quickly. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just put your glove on and, and run out onto the paddock. Uh. No, definitely not. Never <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, What In your time at Mesa, your first year that you ever read, should you explain to us what that is? Yeah, so I got I got injured mm. and um whatever. December twenty fifteen. Mm. I um ended up running off, off some stairs and Colorado gets a lot of snow and, and ice. So yep. the snow had iced over and, and I fell and, and damaged my ankle pretty badly. Um tore a lot of the ligaments mm. and, and had a lot of bone bruising in there. So It sounds sore. It was. Yeah. It was it was worse than actually breaking it. Um, I would have been better off if I broke it. Oh sure. Wow. But but instead, just had bone bruising, a lot of ligament structure in there. Mm. But it this didn't help growing is, this up. Is around your ankle. Yeah, yeah. I know that's the 
part of your body that you injure the most. It is. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing because we did a coat the other night, and uh, that was one of her tremendous. Which part of my body do I injure the most? It's ankles. Yeah. Yeah. No good growing up playing netball. No. <laughs> Fair enough. That would have been one of those moments where they have your back or they don't. Did they have your back when they redshirted you? Did they help you a lot through the the rehab process? I'm sure they would have had the the main facilities to do so. Yeah, so we, we did have great facilities um, there, but I we didn't know how bad my ankle was. Right. I just couldn't walk on it. Yeah. Um, when it did get a bit better, I could walk on the balls of my feet, but not on the heel. So it took us a few months to get, well, a couple months to get an MRI scan, which really showed all the damage in, in my ankle. Yeah. So in that time, it was, I'll be back next week or I'll be back the week after, mm. um, but could never quite make it. And yeah. so I think that was disappointing for me, but also my coaches as well, because yeah. this is advice from the medical team, um, athletic training, but also the, the doctors that we had on site as well. Gotcha. So it was never a, an established plan yeah. um, of what my recovery would look like. Was it during the – no, no it, was, it was winter – it was winter, so we were going into spring. Right. Um, so leading up to the season. Yeah, leading up to season. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that was that was tough not having an idea of what my injury was. Once we finally did and made a plan, I'd already gone through two or three months of not having anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't really heal properly. Um, so I had to let it heal again from not healing it properly the first time. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Gotcha. They probably had an MRI on um, campus as well, didn't they? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not this time. We, but we had a student hospital close by where, where I was able to get it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Any long, long-term damage with that? Three, three months on walking around on it? It took, it took about nine months, really. Wow. Probably that, that to, to heal. Um, and even then, it was still iffy. I grew bone spurs. Out of the bottom of my, my mm-hmm. ankle. And um, I just had an ultrasound a couple couple weeks ago. And, yeah. and it, those bone spurs are still there. And, really? And oscillations in, in, in my foot. So oh. they can they can still see the, the damage Yeah, um, from back in 2016. Shit. Wow. 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 That was a pretty severe injury uh, indeed. Yeah. Um, you did manage that. It must have been difficult, of course, that period of time not playing and, and not being able to get around properly during the assets associated. <laughs> it must have felt a little bit isolated as well. Would have, would have yeah, it was, it was hard because it was the first time I'd been without sport. Oh. So that in itself was huge for me because I had to learn that there's more to life than just sport. And that was a hard lesson to go through at that time. You're saying there's more to life than softball? Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> did you know this, Damien? I've heard a rumour, but <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I did have twelve years away from it. So, uh, what what, um, what kept you? What kept you? What kept you sane, mate? Because uh, I know it's not, it's not easy. I mean, I yeah, no, I've been there. It's it's not the easiest, and especially being so far away from home. Yeah, I I probably wasn't that sane at the time. Um, <laughs> I think my, my mental health definitely took a decline uh, during that period. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
I wasn't really an open person either. So I didn't, didn't really open up to my parents all that much about how I was really feeling. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. Yeah. But I don't know. I threw myself into school and that's probably the turning point where I took school seriously and where I believed that's when I was quite intelligent mm. and, and could do more in school mm. was during that time. You're intelligent. Mm. Just let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> You're intelligent. Um, you get through that period. Um, things start to get better uh, uh, with your ankle and foot and things. Yeah. And you do manage to get back on the paddock the following season. What was that like? So that was that was tough. The, the full um, playing ball. I didn't get a lot of game time because I was still, my ankle was still iffy, so he didn't want to risk it. Um, And then I had some trouble with confidence during that time as well um, because I had been off. I wasn't training efficiently. Um, Coming back to pitching, my pitching wasn't that good. I wasn't hitting the ball well. Um, So it took a lot to work through that to to even make the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, And this come spring, and then I had some trouble with my passport and visa at that time. So I was late getting back to school. Right. Um, I think I was a couple of weeks late because of um, yeah. our departments were closed over the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. Sure. I understand. Yeah. So I'd missed two weeks of our preseason. Um, and then I was, I was still on the back foot from, from that and still tr- struggling to catch up and, and get myself in there. So it doesn't sound like the best get back in the softball situation at all. No, it wasn't. It was it was hard. I, I hated it. Yeah. That was and and that led to something that's never happened to you before, hating the game of softball. Yeah. I um what was that? That like? was a blow to the to the game. This is oh man, there's something that makes me emotional every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I think we talked a little bit about this the other day. I um, got to play my first time over in Australia, uh, back-to-back summers, and um, I, look, I really enjoyed uh, teammates and things, and it, but some of the things didn't work for me, uh, whatever it was, coach, I can't remember exactly. Um, but by the end of the season, I hated softball, and that's not me. I love softball, uh, and I had to take a break. I, I had to just simply take a break and just not – didn't, I couldn't care less where my glove was, or my bag was, or anything. I was doing everything apart from softball. That was for sure. That was my my thing. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't touch my glove. I threw my cleats out. Didn't touch my bed at all. It was it was hard. I played. I ended up playing slow pitch over the summer, and I've, I would just hit left. I would muck around. I wouldn't really take it seriously, mm-hmm. um, as you as you do in slow pitch. Yeah. But even then, I, I couldn't stand playing, um, which was hard. Software being so big, it's why I went to the States. Mm. And then to, to have that taken away, um, I didn't know how to deal with it yeah. for, for ages. Yeah. So I ended up. How was your, how was your relationship with your teammates? Because that's normally a big bond. My, my teammates were good. Mm. They, they were good people, but I just never clicked with them. Mm. It was... I just never found my tribe with them, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I struggled to relate relate to them, but they, they're still good people, good teammates and stuff, but just it never really clicked, I, I guess. And so from that, I never opened up to them. Yeah. Because um, I never wanted to 
push my opinions onto them or, or my feelings and it disrupt our team flow because yeah. our yeah. team was pretty, pretty solid. We mm. had a really good season that year, um, made regionals, um, did really good at regionals, but I never wanted to push how I felt onto anyone else. Yeah. Oh, look, from the outside, it looks glamorous. We're going to have a little, little look at a video here. I think it's the second video we've seen to uh, Damien um, of a little kind of highlight clip of um, uh, Mesa University, uh, Colorado Mesa, sorry, uh, University's uh, uh, um, season there. And, and you fish right at the end of it after hitting a home run. Yeah. I, th- I think it is. Uh, and there, on the outside, it looks looks pre- good. It looks pretty glamorous, yeah. actually. And that, that's it's it's always what I, what I wanted to portray it. I never we were a pretty pretty good team at that time. We yeah. we dominated our conference. Um, the times I I got to play, I did what I could. Um, and at times I didn't care about what I did. I just played, mm-hmm. and if I connected, I did. And if I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't bother me yeah. at the time. Which looking back, I don't I don't want to feel that way ever again. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I got a got a couple home runs in there, got a couple hits. Yeah. That's you there, big number 18, coming in, getting celebrated by your uh, teammates as you smash one <laughs> out of the park. Um, but listening to you talking about that, uh, Tony, Ty, um, I can't help but think back to the conversation with Bob Mitchell the years prior to go to the States about where softball can take you and you falling in love with the idea of getting a scholarship and playing in the States. And you, you achieve that. Yeah, and you have two pretty good years at, at Midland Junior College. Then get on to a big college for four years uh, with an injury, but things 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 go south, and they and they don't stop going south. And you end up yeah. going back to play, but you're not happy. No, I was. Um, I tried so hard to push through and learn to love it again, but I couldn't in the environment I was in, mm. um, especially the headspace I was in. I think. A lot of it could have been resolved had I talked. Yeah. But I struggle at the time I struggled to say what was on my mind and, and how things made me feel. So I could never communicate that properly. Um and then I felt like a disappointment to my team and especially my coaches. Like they mm-hmm. offered me the scholarship, offered me this place, um, and I didn't live up to it. And so I took a lot of that on on my shoulders and it stuck. Mm-hmm. I could never get rid of it. Yeah. And then eventually just fell out of love with the game, hated it, and, and just wanted to move on. Um, the summer before going back, I dreaded dreaded going back. So I, was, I was staying in California at the time. Yeah. And uh, just didn't want to go back to Colorado, just wanted to go home. Uh. But it was important that I finished uni yeah. And, yeah. and get my degree. That was the number one thing. So. You also did something which all good Kiwis do when they're feeling a little bit upset. Jump on a rugby pad and smash some people. <laughs> yeah. I was quite fortunate that, that the uni I was at had a rugby team. Yeah. 
they tried to get me to come play the, the two years I was already there. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I can't softball first. But um, once I, I stopped playing softball, I was like, why not? I have have the time, might as well. And yeah, jumped on the rugby team there. Nice. Gave him a couple of, <laughs> how's your auntie? Bang <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was good. It was very different because yeah. a lot of them had no idea what rugby was. Mm-hmm. So our first practice was learning how to throw a rugby ball. Yeah. And, right. and growing up, what, we all know how to how to throw a ball, how to kick a ball, and it was just crazy to let to to see these Americans just give it a go yeah. and and throw a ball around and get hit. <laughs> <laughs> can they tackle though? No. <laughs> well, like, can they throw like shoulders and stuff like American football wise type? They tried, yeah, for sure, yeah. But um, yeah, they struggled struggled with it. I think I think they were a bit timid at first by getting hit they thought it would hurt yeah. without pads because football has pads and so they expect it to hurt without yeah but yeah. um no eventually they got used to it and, and you hit a couple of them and, and they realize it doesn't hurt that bad nice <laughs> <laughs> as you get up smiling <laughs> um tiny you finish your uh, four years uh, at um at mesa university there in colorado um and you complete your degree uh, as we mentioned a little bit earlier a bachelor in science and biology um, how was that moment? It was, uh, I'm, I'm not a kind of person that gets excited very easily. Yeah. Um, but I think walking across the stage after the announcer butchered my name <laughs> was, um, was a Hokemo. No, nah, she didn't even get my first name right. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was another person. Oh, no. Um, Samantha, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was, it was a really good moment to, to know all my hard work had paid off yeah. in school. Yeah. And um, I finally passed and, and handed all my stuff in. Oh. So that was real good. Yeah. Real proud moment there. Awesome. Um, mum and dad get a chance to pop over you know, during a period where you're over there? Yeah, so mum, mum and dad surprised me um, in Midland. My The spring of my sophomore year, I begged them all year to come. Yeah. Mum and dad were like, no, no, we're not coming, can't afford it. Yeah. And then the last weekend we were playing, heading into regionals, they ended up surprising me. And um, they were waiting in the dugout, and here I am, just walking in. And hello, my parents are there, and that was that was an awesome moment to share with them. I really wanted them to see what life in America was like. Yeah, and I really wanted to to show them that. Oh, uh, cool! Actually, yeah, we, got a, we got a clip of you. I think Dad took it yeah. at that match. Um, let's have a little bit. You can tell us a little around the game. There I go. Yeah, you can hear them too in the background. Come on, Ty. So that's where the name started there, eh? Yeah. Coach Coach Ram, my, my coach there, he um had no idea what to call me and Tanisha didn't seem like a name that would fit me. Yeah. Um so he just out of the blue called me Ty and then it, it stuck from there. But um no yeah, it was good. Cool. Fantastic. Tell us about that game. That game, I think we're playing Odessa College to make finals. Yep. Um, we, we, we went through the winner's bracket that, that regionals and um, Odessa had been our rivals all year and, and we were 50-50 with them. Um, 
it was a really fun fun game to play. We knew each other very well, and, and everyone knew everyone's weaknesses. But um, we still managed to get on top in that game. That was that was real good. Oh, very cool, very cool, cool to have your mum and dad there to surprise you. Well, you finished your uh, degree successfully, six years on the road in the states, two two universities, two colleges, uh, to achieve that before coming home. At this stage, softball's not even on the radar. No, I I still didn't want to play. Um, I got home. Dad Dad had been with Odahu while I was away, and he told me. Oh, just come play. You can you can just play reserves, see how how you feel. Um, and eventually, if you want to go up to prems, like we'll chuck you in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll just I'll play reserve. Like it's all good. Um, come first weekend, I think we're playing against Ramblers, and then prems are playing against Ramblers. And I was like, oh, this is comfortable. This is all right. I think yeah. I can do this again. And um, so I started again, and. I think the team itself probably helped me a lot more than they realised. Yeah. Um, Were you afraid of going back to softball? I think afraid in the sense I was supposed to be this great player that played in the States. Yeah. Come back and and still be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think in that sense I was afraid of it Mm -hmm. after not playing for, I think, two years at this time. Yes. what skills have I? Do I still have, or mm, mm, if, mm. if they're still there? Yeah. Um, so I think that was what what I was afraid of the most yep. at that time. Yep. But then I just I just had to play and and learn to love it again. So that was that was the goal that season. Yeah. Was to learn to love the game again. Nice, nice. And so this was back in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. A couple of years back now. Um, you talked about the team being really key to helping you. Through that season, we'll find softball again. Yeah. Uh, um, what, what were some of the things that really made that work for you? I think it was uh, practices. Practice is my favourite part. Yeah. Um, so much you can work on and so much fun that can be had. And our practices were just fun and, and I enjoyed watching everyone try their hardest, make some plays and, and, and ball out. And that was the best part of it was that, everyone there just enjoyed themselves yep. and that helped me enjoy myself too. Um, it helped. We had some, some pretty good, good players and competition always wins out with me. Yep. Um, I always want to beat the next person. Um, so trying to beat Lomo's hitting or Lauren and pitching mm-hmm. or Gretchen at first base. I think that really pushed me to be better yep. and to enjoy that competition. Yeah. Gotcha. That first year was that the year, the medicine drawing you that year? Was it? Yeah, year that after? was that was the first year we both. Hey, I wasn't like having a little smart, smart you know, <laughs> Maori kid from the North Shore couple to join you. What was that like? She was she was good. So my dad had told me about her before. Oh. I I'd even met Maddie and um, told me what kind of player she was, and I was like, oh yeah, just another player, cool. Um, but now nah, she was just just this kid, funny, had had the jokes. And then eventually I was able to, to, I don't know, find a friendship with her that, yeah. that's come a long way since then. Oh, yeah. Ah, awesome. Well, I'm glad you found your your passion for, for softball again, Tiny. Um, well, Tiny, now you're you're back into thicker things uh, with uh, Osahuhu 
Um, and in 2019, that team has seemed to go from strength to strength uh, from that period onwards, to be fair. Yeah, I think um, we had a, we had a goal and a direction, and, and we continued that on to the 2021 season. And um, that's been paramount for us, I think, having having that goal of winning clubs and working each practice and each day to, to be better yeah. as players and as teammates. Yeah. Um, we look at uh, um, yourself now. You you cemented to be cemented in the um, obviously Odahu's top side, but also uh, in the Auckland top side these days. And now the White Sox uh, knocking on the door. Success seems to be coming. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know. I um I had a talk with with Cena, um, Cena Hunk. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, we were talking about the, the mental side of the game and and giving ourselves permission to be great, mm-hmm. not just to be good in our province or even just in New Zealand, but to be the best in the world. And I think from that, I started to strive to be that, that the best. Um, and no matter what, what I do, that's what my work-ons are, mm-hmm. is to do – all the little things that can add up to me being a better player yep. than, than I am. Um, but the biggest thing now is, is to still enjoy the game. And that's where a lot of my success comes from yep. is when I enjoy it. The Auckland team, um, they're always going to be zero, zero, thereabouts. Yep. Um, and, and, and Oda who now, of course, zero, thereabouts. Whatever, it, whether it be just a league game or it be a tournament or it be club nationals or provincials or whatever the case is, what do you think is the difference between winning and losing? I think staying in the moment is huge. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to think three innings ahead, uh, it's not going to be good for the inning that you're in. Um, staying in the moment is, is key for, for us at Odahu. I think we, we do a really good job of that. Um, taking one pitch at a time, um, especially. Um, I think that is, is probably the difference that, that makes it for me, is, is sticking to the moments that we're in and trying to win each moment. What's some of the things which, um, in, in that success, especially over the last couple of years, that really sticks out in your mind have been highlights for you? I think when... It's whenever I enjoy the game that my confidence comes out and the ball seems to just stick. Yeah. Um, what do you mean the ball sticks? Whatever play I make, I'm, I'll grab it, whether it's at first base, um, if I'm in flow, that all my spots are being hit, um, that the ball is just a balloon. I think those moments and then harnessing a flow state in a way um, – has helped me be successful, especially working on my mental game. Yeah. When you see your teammates achieve success uh, at, at that level as well, does that give you satisfaction that you that you're part of that? Uh, every time, I'm I'm always so proud of, of what they do. But the more they get up there, it, it pushes me to want to be better as well. Yeah. Um, a key person for that is, is Lauren, Lauren yeah. Parker. She is the hardest worker I know. She's uh, a gym junkie. 
<laughs> she should she, <laughs> she she does her work and, and puts in the hard yards yeah for sure so seeing her do that has has definitely upped my work ethic yeah um in the game she's got bigger guns oh i do for okay. sure <laughs> you didn't even no take a second work ethic do you think that's an important key to success absolutely um Without it, I think a lot of talent will go to waste. Yeah, um, talent can only take you so far, um, but it's that hard work that'll that'll push you over the edge. Um, and I had a lot of talent growing up. Yeah, and and my work ethic was was mismatch at times. Mm-hmm. Um, the times that I did work hard, it showed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's especially paramount now. Yeah. To continue to work hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking forward uh, to the. 28, I think it is, Olympics, potentially in uh, Los Angeles and, and softball getting back in there. What do you think is required for New Zealand to make that tournament? Well, I think there's a lot of things that we do have to get better at. Yeah. Um, I think our battery needs to be a lot stronger, yeah. um, especially in, in, in our speed and accuracy. Yes. I think that's, that's going to go a long way. But also our hitting um, – we have to get better at, at hitting against stronger pitches. Um, we have a, a great base of male pitching here. Mm-hmm. And I think if we utilize that a lot more, um, seeing faster, more spin, um, that'll help us on the way. But is it, there's a lot of stepping stones we have, have to do to get to there. Yeah. But I think we're in the right direction at the moment. Is that a Tanisha Hakomo dream? Absolutely. Yeah. Being in that, that Olympics and, and not just being there, but, but making the podium yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I think it's very re- realistic. I think the, the more we work together, um, the more everyone buys in and, and heads towards that, I think definitely achievable. Yeah. Damien, when you hear that about our um, Sky Sport White Sox team, you know, what does that spring to mind for you? Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely behind the ladies in that dream for 2020. I want to hear Dr. Okamu uh, to bat as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know you're safe if you've got the doctors in the house, mate. Um, we could use that for like your walk-up music or something. <laughs> not play Doctor Who, <laughs> but, you know, something like the doctors in the house or yeah, I think I, I think we can work towards you work towards that PhD, mate, and we'll work towards getting you a decent intro. <laughs> yeah, hard out, hard out. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, sounds good. I'll be pretty happy to ride in your Maserati when you're raking in the <laughs> seven figure um, salary. He's never going to let you forget that lockdown. He's never. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, without a, and how many times I let you win it at um, to get the ride, <laughs> oh. just just to lay confidence to be you know up there. So oh, you know, I let the gap get smaller so you <laughs> get a little more confident in it. Bullshit. We all know you we blocked, all know. You blocked me <laughs> and to get the ride like three times today. That's all right. Did you win? No, no. Actually, game stopped connection. <laughs> Thank God, because I was going to be terrible. Um, uh, Tony, this year, uh, you'll throw this past season, you had a great year. Uh, obviously, uh, representing Auckland at the uh, NFC um, and doing that with distinction, uh, but obviously winning the club nationals with Odahu, uh, which was a massive milestone yeah. um, uh, for that club. Um, 
you also coach the Prem Reserve team uh, yeah. in, in the year as well. Um, capping it off with uh, being named Female Player of the Year and then the Supreme Award, the Softballer of the Year. How does that feel, mate? That was, uh, I don't know, that was crazy. I didn't expect it or, yeah. or think I would get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no shit. Because I said to you, congratulations. <laughs> and you're like, I already knew I was got female player of the year. The email would be like a, what, a few weeks ago. I'm like, now you got the big one. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah, I yeah, I didn't believe you at first. Yeah. Being honest. But um yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> what does that say about you? <laughs> it says that I was full of surprises. <laughs> That's what it says. Full of something. <laughs> I heard that. I said it into the mic. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, seriously though, to get that award, uh, that accolade um, from your peers and and uh, those that govern this game in New Zealand. Yeah, that was um, such a proud moment for me. Um, I think to come from hating the sport not that long ago to yeah. to, to where I'm at now. Um. It blew my mind, it, but at the same time, it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? I believed in, in my ability back when I was 15, 16. It was more my dad, actually. He he told me that I'll be there, oh. just of a matter of when, yep. not if. Yeah. And um, it took me a few years to get there, but, but I understood. And from that, to now, um, I'm just so incredibly proud and, and humbled, really. Yeah. WBC. That was that was crazy. Had your own Tanisha Hokama <laughs> post. So like the world governing body. Yeah. Like, I think we guys heard of Princess Ty, but she's <laughs> like the best soccer player in the country. <laughs> yeah, I um yeah, I think I think Bex tagged me in that, that day and, and I was like what the heck? Like, yeah. I had no idea that I could I could get up there. But mm. no, it was really cool. Really awesome to see. Yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> there you go. There's Damien Potts up on the screen for us. Uh, um, uh, that's how quick Damien works, uh, by the way. You look pretty serious face in there too, by the way. Yeah, not a bad picture. Hey, you're like, I'm on business right now. Really just wanted to smash the ball there. Yeah. Hard out. No, pretty pretty cool indeed. I mean, and yeah, pretty awesome. cool to be recognised, um, not just here in New Zealand but internationally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, forever will be the year of Tanisha Okamo. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think. Yeah, fictionally known as Ty, <laughs> not Tiny Ty. <laughs> just uh, oh, that's cool. And so well deserved, Ty. You are. Um, you know, you're you're a good person to start with. That's the most important thing for me, to be honest with you. I couldn't care whether you're good at the game or not. Um, but you're a good person, which is kind of cool. But you just That's happen to right. be pretty good at softball too, <laughs> which helps. Thanks. Yeah. No, which is cool. Where's what's next with Tony Um continuing to work on my game, I think there's there's still a lot I can can do and improve on. And, yeah. And that's the the next step really. Uh, doing what I can for still for Odehu, yep. um and eventually what I can do for the White Sox as well. Um, it doesn't stop here, just it's only the start and keeps on going from here, really. Awesome. Um, the 
the cool thing we were just touching on it before about um, um, getting, um, you know, <laughs> possibility of getting New Zealand to the Olympics and then doing well once you get there. And that dream, that is carrot, that is that is out there. Having that as a long-term goal in the sport, I think it only be good for someone like you who's very fixated on, not fixated, very driven when you've got a task at hand and planning for it. Yeah, for sure. I am... Um... <laughs> I, when I do set my mind to something, I know I'll have, I'll have it. Mm. Um, that's that's just something I grew up doing and, and yeah. know how to do. Um, but it takes all the little steps in between um, to get right yep. and, and to get up there to be better. No, very cool, very cool. Um, you know, two of the most influential person in your game is your dad. Yeah. He... Um, He's done so much for me over the years. Um, Bindi. Bindi, yeah, yeah. He, I don't know, he just, he has the stories, he has. I thought that was Steve Irwin's daughter, by the way. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Named after his grandfather. Yeah. Grandfather's brother or uncle. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he he just always knew what to say and when to say it. Yeah. Um, he was really good like that. And he taught me how to think. And I think that's the biggest thing of, of how good, good I've become was, was how to think about things to take what I could from everyone, whether it was teammates or coaches, yeah. take the good, take the bad, um, give it a try. And if it works, it, it works. And if it doesn't throw it away. Yep. And from that, he, he showed me what other people like. He read me a, a Michael, Michael Jordan book growing up and it was, mm-hmm that was pretty influential to me and was how to, how to be a good player um, on and off the diamond. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that was pretty important. He used to tell me a story of Stacy Jones when, when dad was a rep selector for league. Yeah. Stacy Jones was um, trialing and he came into the locker room, suit and tie gear all lined up, ready to go. Stacy did. Yeah. Yeah. And he taught, he, he always told me that story about, professionalism and yeah. and looking the part yeah. to play the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he always had the stories growing up and, and that's influenced how I see things now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, your, your father, Bindi, I've obviously had the pleasure of meeting him quite a few times, um, but he seems like he, he's not a, he's not a person that shouts. <laughs> Am I right? Debatable. Okay. Um, probably depends on the decade. All right. As, as, as he's gotten older, he's he's a lot softer. Yeah. Um, but now nah, back in the day, I remember a season I played netball with my sisters. He was coach, and one sister would be yelling at the other. Dad would be yelling at me. Dad would be yelling at me. Would be yelling at him. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he 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 can get loud, but um, pretty pretty placid as he's gotten older. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, fantastic. Is that because you wouldn't clean your bedroom? <laughs> well, he's gotten used to that now. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, Damien, did you have anything else before we get to the last segment with the all world? Um, yeah, Ty, I, I just saw uh, you, you talk about the 
we've talked about the prep and and the fundamentals, how important it is. But with what you've gone through in the last couple of years, um, hearing that oh. advice from from your dad and stuff, how how important is the mentals in your game now? How important is uh, is having you know the top two inches on lockdown uh, in the game and your mental health and your and your well being and, and your personal life? Yeah, I think going through what I did, um, having the awareness of of what mental health can do has become an important part of my game. Um, I've worked a lot with, with Cena about the mental game and, and confidence, how to get past what we call orange and red lights, um, moments where we get frustrated or angry. And I think that's that helps a lot of people um, become better players. Um, I've seen it throughout the season where players normally get frustrated, yeah. have been able to calm themselves down and, and keep pushing through adversity. And touching on that that mental side, it, it's huge in getting past ad- adversity uh, in moments in softball. Because a game of failure, we we face adversity all the time, and it can make or break you um, dealing with that that failure. So I think having the the strength and and the mental capacity to to handle those moments is is key to becoming a great player. And you you've been around. A- a bit now and now you know another accolade to the title but do, have you found your voice now are you are you one of those uh the the leaders in in, in the group are able to uh you know see one of the younger ones and help them through it always i think i think now that i've been that that person and back when i was 18 and in the white Sox, it was it was bex and, and kyler and mal they mm. they were that they were the that person for me yeah so knowing Knowing that when when they were the same age I was, I am now, um, I take on that responsibility of, of helping the young ones yep. and seeing them go through that, but not wanting to, them to be alone. Yeah, of course. Um, giving permission to to share their stories is huge, and I, I still struggle with that. But I see the likes of Bex and Kyla and and Trina share their stories, yep. share their struggles. Um, it, it, it brings us all closer and allowing all of us to share that mm. and share the load and, and help where we can. Nice. nice. Thank you for sharing. On a lighter moment, on a lighter note, uh, since episode nine, have you guys got your Oda Bears t-shirts, mate? <laughs> no, we haven't. Okay. Still working on that, but we have got um, Oda Bears socks. Fran, Fran made me some Oda Bears socks, so I'm <laughs> pretty stoked about that. Nice. <laughs> Oda Bears. Every time I hear that, what I think about is Oda is an Oda who and beers is in drinking beers. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, drink every time I hear. And it actually some of the stories that God of Romy just told me I'm thinking is probably not far off. <laughs> not far off, I don't think. No. Uh, uh, excellent. All right. Well, last segment uh, here, um, Ty, is about all world selection. And chance that look we've uh, every week uh, everyone who comes onto the pod gets a chance to make a selection. You get to be the coach this time, uh, and uh, you get to pick. It can be any athlete, any era, any country. Up to you. And uh, you can see quite a few of the positions are taken here. Back in uh, week one, uh, Lara Andrews, which uh, was the first lady episode, Lara Andrews picked uh, on the hill Monica Abbott. Kenny Shaw took uh, Lisa Fernandez uh, at third base. Um, the Bromheads took Kiko Ueno. Um, uh, Hayley McKinney from the USA, she took Laura Berg at centerfield. 
Taylor Tinsacronis took her good mate, was on the pod as well. Stacey Porter as a DP. Uh, Andrew Howard, um, the outfielder for Italy, took uh, uh, Erika Biancastelli from Italy as the catcher. And the last pick, which I haven't quite got up there yet, but is Katie Rafter's pick. She picked Mal Matthews, so she's a Hall of Famer from Canada, left field. So left positions, you can pick one of them. First base, second base, shortstop, or right field. First, second, shortstop, or right field. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> I think growing up, I, I never really paid much attention to a, a lot of other people, but um, a, a college player that sticks out of mind that I always looked up to was um, Lauren Chamberlain from yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, as first base, I think she she dominated during her um, career. Ended up going on to to Pride. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was definitely one a college player I, did, I looked up to. Home run champion, I think. Home run leader of yeah. NCAA. Um, yeah, dominated with the bat. And in key moments as well. Um, she was really good at that. Oh, well, there you go. Naming our first base woman uh, for um, uh, Beyond the Dugout uh, at uh, from the USA is Lauren Chamberlain, picked here by... Tanisha Hokamo, sophomore of the year for 2021. Bring back memories. She can smack the ball. She can. Yeah. Hits it hard. Nice. That's the way you should hit it too, right? Always. Fantastic. Oh, well, Princess Ty, Ty, you have been fantastic. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I know um, you had no choice. You're stuck. <laughs> the same household. <laughs> I just, just, yeah, it's level four. You got to do a podcast. Uh, but no, nah, that was cool. As soon as we um, we knew you were going to get the uh, the big award, uh, the talk to Damien, I said, man, we got to get uh, Tanisha uh, on the pod. And um, and then when I found out you were coming to spend lockdown with us, <laughs> it was like, huh, perfect scenario. <laughs> Works uh, out. Well, no, you've been cool. Thank you for opening up too. It really has been nice. Nice touch. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. It's um, been nice to talk about in a, in a different setting as well. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Tanisha, thank you so much. Uh, mental health is pretty important to me, so um, I appreciate you sharing your story and um, you'll give a lot of lot of people out there um, a lot of encouragement to maybe share theirs as well or, or speak up and use those voices. So, mate, I thank you for uh, coming on the pod. Congratulations for softball of the year and I'm looking forward to a uh, big tiny hug when I see you next. Awesome. Thank you, Damien. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Uh, and you did right, uh, Damien, only uh, a couple of years ago now, three or four years ago, softball was the furthest thing from the mind of Tanisha Hokamo. Fast forward, three or four years later, She's the top of the pops uh, for uh, this past season, and and so deservedly so. And you're right; it sets a great opportunity for other athletes that have maybe had a tough time. And so, well, actually, you know, things can get better, and you never know. Never know. I too Keep working. could be softballer <laughs> of the year. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. She's an outstanding athlete, an outstanding person. She's on the back end of a double Bachelor of Science degrees. One in biology, the other one in chemistry and exercise science. We don't know if she's going to be on CSI or she's going to be advising 
Auntie Jacinda on how to deal with the next pandemic. Who knows what she will be doing or operating on young kids. Either way, we know that Tanisha Hakamu is going to be successful as she continues to support. We wish you the best of luck uh, with the White Sox and, of course, your endeavours to, to improve the programme getting towards real hype uh, in Los Angeles in 2028. So a great pleasure. One of the best, Tanisha Hokama, out the players this year, that's for sure. And we know it will be one of the best in the future to come. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thank you. Wow, Damien. Wow. Um... I knew uh, Tanisha was going to open up to us, didn't know it was going to be that open. Um, and i got to say, bud, I'm impressed. Yeah, I was already impressed with that young lady. Very, very have, uh, have been uh, the last few years that I've known her. And um, yeah, tip of the cap to her to come on here um, and share those stories. Um, you could hear the emotion. You, I, we could see them on, on the Zoom call when we did it. Um, but um, yeah, mental health is pretty important to me, Chop. So uh, for some uh, young Wahine Toa to um, to share her story uh, as an a- elite athlete, uh, how she you know uh, came up through the ranks and then lost her smile, if you will, uh, special. So thank you, thank you, uh, Ty, for doing that. Um, yeah, it means a lot. It means a lot indeed, do so it really does. It really does. And um, and to see her come out the other side of it and to start achieving at the elite level. And she knows she's this this journey is not finished. She's a long way to go uh, to become even better. And the, and the drive is there. That's the most important thing. And yeah, yeah. What a cool what a cool person. What a cool story. And um, uh, definitely something that I'll think I'll remember for a while. Yeah, the the drive, the ambition, um, the the mechanics to get there, the the way she understands things, can break it down and go again. Um, and now she's already, you know, had that um, adversity as well. And um, you know, once you're throwing that and make the mentals a bit stronger, um, mate, there's no stopping her. And, and and having that, she has, hearing that she has these goals, and you know, still in the game, um, you know, watch this space. She could be one of the greats. Yeah, indeed, buddy. Indeed. Next week, we have got one of the Black Sox greats uh, joining us on the podcast all the way from Christchurch. Um, got a chance to chat with him uh, last week uh, and uh, we managed to record his because he was in lockdown, now getting a lot more freedom down in Christchurch. It's Tyrone Bartarello. Yeah, buddy. Uh, throughout the call to uh, get Tony Hale on. And after having uh, everybody agree with him, they also threw him under the bus as well. So we had to, we had to get Barty on. And um, yeah, it was a good chat with uh, the double national uh, world champion. Yeah, man, what a legend. Uh, he's the only player um, that we know of that has, uh, in the modern era, um, won two uh, world champs for, sorry, won a world champs for two different countries. Mm. Is native Australia first uh, back in 2009, and then he's won two for New Zealand in 13 and 17, and then in a fourth place in the last one. So, yeah, man, has he done it all, and he's still got the hunger to keep on going. He sure does. Um, it's not an easy uh, conversation that anyone has, and we um, really asked uh, Barty how that uh, transition, 
you know, went went through for him, uh, what he had to put up with, and he gets pretty honest about the things he had to had to go through when he did make that tr- transition from Australia to New Zealand. So, um, you know, I appreciate him, him sharing, but I, I appreciate more that he's a Kiwi now and he's proud of it. So, um, thank you, buddy, for putting your name down for Donny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, indeed, but indeed. I tell, you, I tell you what, though, I can't help but feel for Australia. Um, and, and what I mean, that not, not in the sense that they lost missed out on Tyrone Barter out of his career. Um, I mean, of course, they missed out on that. Um, but I feel in the essence that they're not funded well enough over there in the men's program. The women's, unbelievably funded, unbelievably. Uh, and the amount of money that was thrown into the women's team that went to the Olympics this year over the last three or four years has been phenomenal. Enough to run our next program, I can tell you that now. Um, but um, but the means, and, and that was one of the body touches on, it's pay as you go. So every yeah. camp, every tour, every World Cup, they've got to stump up to pay to go. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? I don't, I don't know it was that. And then, you know, if they have a, if they have something in the calendar, and the boys are overseas making money, then your your national side's depleted. So, yeah, it's crazy, crazy setup. I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not an even playing field because I, I feel that for the women's program, we've got a little bit of funding now, but all of those teams that are at the Olympics are full time athletes for their country. Full-time, fully paid, full-time, employed by the country to play softball. And um, and I think if you want to compete at an international level, I'm not saying you have to be full-time, but you have to be compensated for you. You can't charge these people to represent their country. There's got to be a spin-off for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And saying a lot of a lot of night, mate. Um, and I said Australia missed out. I tell you what, they missed out. Come on, buddy, let's go, buddy. Ah, ah, ah. That's what <laughs> old man Anoka said to him and Whitehorse because he started that 2017 tournament on fire. When I say fire, Damien, the first five hits that he got in the tournament, the first five hits, every single one of home run. Later, ball. Yeah. Hey, I, I wish the? we, I wish we could find the footage for that, but um, yeah, no, it's a pretty impressive start, that's for sure. It is indeed, dude. It is indeed, and uh, we're lucky enough to have him coming in uh, with us from Christchurch next Friday. Uh, looking forward to having you along for that one. Uh, that'll do us here, though, on Beyond the Dugout. It's been a complete privilege to have you listening in from wherever you are. Please be kind, and look after each other. Stay safe at level two or four, whatever number you are in or wherever you are around the world. We care about you. Just know that. Can't wait for Sopple to start up in your part of the Nicola Woods again. Episode 22 in the can. Tanisha Hakamo, Softballer of the Year. On behalf of Damien Collins, I'm Jason Gubis, aka Chopper. Kakite Anu. Thanks, everyone. Bring on preseason. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running round the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running round the bases Be on the dugout
Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout.